0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Will the Big 12 be able to poach the Pac-12? We asked Brett McMurphy, one of college football's best reporters, next. all right, welcome into another edition of the 3 Maw Podcast. I am John Kurtz. We have two of the members of the 3 Maw Pod with you here today. No Derek Young today, uh, but I do have Cole Manbeck alongside with me, former K-State beat writer for the Manhattan Mercury. And uh, today we have a very special guest. is Brett McMurphy, college football insider with the Action Network. You know him from a long career throughout The world of college football, uh, former ESPN college football reporter and uh, somebody that's definitely had his finger on the pulse of conference realignment. Did some great reporting here recently about the schools that the Big Ten is still interested in if they decide to pursue expansion. And so, Brett, welcome to the podcast. We appreciate you uh, stopping by here. Let me start you with this. You were heavily involved in conference realignment last time around, the last major wave in 2010 to 2012, that era. Uh, How does this era of conference realignment going back to last July when Texas and Oklahoma left compare to, uh, to what it was like back 10 years ago in terms of craziness, rumors, et cetera, everything that comes along with
2: realignment? Uh, You know, I think uh, more recently that a lot of these movements are more for survival, Um, specifically what may happen with the big 12 and the Pac 12, Um, you know, certainly Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC, USC and UCLA, going to the Big Ten. Those are obviously, you know, some of the bell cows of college football, some of the biggest brands around. And so it makes sense why they made those moves, kind of the corresponding moves, though, um, you know, specifically the Big 12 when they, you know, they'll, next year they'll add the three teams from the American and BYU. It wasn't that long ago, you mentioned that the last round of realignment, when the Big 12 had the opportunity to take all those schools and they had no interest in them. Well, so what's changed? Well, you lose OU in Texas, and <laughs> maybe your standards drop a little bit. Um, you also go out and try to get uh, – you obviously want the best markets. You want the most eyeballs that generate the most revenue for your media rights. But I think also uh, conferences now look at what's the best football programs that we can get out there to bring into our conference. Um, going back even a little bit further, when the ACC made their last realignment moves, it came down to Louisville and, and Kentucky. Uh, excuse me, Louisville and Connecticut. And you know, you can break it down any way you want. But bottom line is, Louisville got in because they were a better football program then. they still are now. And so that's kind of what's changed. It, and also these things. You know, they used to play out over several weeks, even several months. And now it's, you know, Mac Brown, I was at ACC media days, he said he was on the golf course when uh, he started getting texts hearing about USC and UCLA. And he said by the time he got off the course, it was already official. <laughs> so these things move a lot faster than they have in uh, back in the good old days, I guess.
1: Well, I know a lot of the focus now, Brett, is on the Big Ten, Notre Dame. Obviously, it feels like a linchpin here and what's going to happen next. But as far as we're concerned here in Big 12 country, there has been a lot of infighting between the Big 12 and the Pac-12, um, certainly on Twitter, You know, however much you, you value that. But I think the, the arguments, if you want to call them that, the way this is framed up right now go like this. I mean, those that are reporting in Pac-12 country right now would say, well, the Pac-12 has bigger and better brands, obviously, with Oregon and Washington still around. They have the advantage of the Pac-12 after dark time slot, which is really valuable for TV purposes uh, it is clearly in a better position than the Big 12. Meanwhile, the Big 12 would say, well, we don't, we have more stability right now. Uh, how are you going to get Oregon and Washington to sign a, a grant of rights? And will that cause instability within the conference that would lead to a fracture and say in Arizona starting to lead a charge of, of coming to the Big 12 if ultimately those TV contracts are similar to somebody that's outside of it? Because I feel like I've been. Living in that world for a long time, how do you view the positions of the Big Twelve and the Pac twelve right now, and and who would you give an upper survival edge to, so to speak?
2: Yeah, I mean, you did a nice job summing up. I mean, basically, if you look at, you know, so you take out the Big Ten and the SEC, you know, they're the two behemoths, Godzilla and King Kong, and then you got the ACC; they're kind of off in their own little, <laughs> in their own little sandbox because they're tied together through 2036. So even if schools want to leave, they can't really leave. Um, so they're just kind of a non-factor in this. And so now, you, you know, you broke it down. Now it's basically the Big 12 versus the Pac-12. I mean, look, you, I can give you numbers that say the Big 12 is better than the Pac-12. I can also give you numbers that the Pac-12 is better than the Big 12. I mean, it's whatever metrics you want to use, on-the-field success. Uh, attendance, TV ratings, media market size, whatever. You just, you know, whichever argument you're trying to make, you can find the right statistics and information to back up your argument. And I couldn't disagree with you, whichever argument you want to take. However, I think the overriding factor is this. If you look at the stability of the conferences, it's actually a bonus right now that apparently no other conferences won any teams from the Big 12. And you would think that would be a negative, except in the wide, wide, (laughs) wacky world of college realignment, where actually that's a benefit now because all it takes is for the Big Ten to grab one school from the Pac-12. And then I think you'll see anywhere from two to four schools leave the Pac-12 to come to the Big 12 because with the 10 remaining schools you have in the Pac-12, if they lose one school, two schools, four schools, you've seen all the the schools that have been linked to the Big Ten, then there's no reason that the remaining Pac-12 schools would stay there. Um, And so based on that, you would think the Big 12 has more stability and has a brighter future. However, if the Big Ten stands pat and doesn't do anything for four or five years, the SEC is not going to do anything until the ACC teams can get out of their grant rights, and I think they'll swoop in and get a North Carolina, somebody out of Virginia, maybe a Clemson, somebody like that. They'll get up to 20 teams. Um, so if the Big Ten and SEC stay packed, then we're going to have five power conferences. The Pac-12 has to decide whether to stay at 10 or to go to 12, kind of similar how the Big 12 you know, decided to stay at 10. If I'm the Pac-12 and there's no movement by the Big Ten, I stay at ten schools. Why add San Diego State? They're not going to add any more value to your conference for school. Um, you can have San Diego State tomorrow. You can have them twenty years from now. They're not going anywhere. Um, I think it's just it's more mouths to feed. If you're the Pac-12, maybe they feel like you know. There some conferences feel their security and numbers. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. I agree with what the Big 12 did when they, with the 10 members and they decided to stay at 10. And only, you know, until they lost OU in Texas did they decide to bump that up. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, Twitter, of course, solves every argument and every every problem known to known to mankind. And I'm sure they'll solve the Big 12 versus Pac-12 death match. But it, it basically boils down to this. Will the Big 10 take any more teams? If they do, the Pac-12 is, uh, you know, might be conference BOA, And all I know is that people that I trust have told me the Big Ten is not done. Now, does that mean they're going to add somebody while we're having this interview? That's a possibility. Or does it mean something's going to happen tomorrow? That's a possibility. Or it may not be until a year from now or two years from now. But all I know is that I don't think the Big Ten's done. The question is, when do they decide to pull the trigger? And at that point, I think the Pac-12 is in big trouble because then there will be incentive of the Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah to then lead the league and come to the Big 12 for more stability and long-term security.
3: Hey, Brett, have you heard of any infighting amongst the Pac-12 schools or any sense of dysfunction between some of them? you know, in fighting with Oregon, Washington, maybe like an Arizona or an Arizona State or Colorado that are unhappy with their current situation and are maybe threatening to jump ship early here. Or do you think they'll wait until Oregon, Washington make decisions and the Big Ten makes decisions on expansion?
2: Yeah, I mean usually it's you know, if you're not happy in that situation, you're you're probably gonna keep it to yourself, at least at that level, the presidential level. Uh, I mean, look, you talk to coaches, you can hear all kinds of things, but um, I think at least for the for the people that matter, the people that make the decisions, you know, look, they're saying all the right things, you know. George Kleofkoff has said, you know, all, all of our remaining 10 schools are working together. They're committed to stay here. They want to do what's best for the Pac-12. I believe them. I believe them 100%. There's no reason not to believe them. But I also believe that if a conference like the Big Ten comes along and says we're going to offer you three times more in uh, media rights revenue than you're making now, <laughs> it's like okay, Ostra Visa, baby, I'm out of here. You know that doesn't mean they're not working for the Pac-12 to survive, but I'm also realistic to know that if the Big Ten comes calling, they are going to be out the door. So, you know, I'm sure there's some some schools that aren't happy with the with the revenue setup. Um, there's been discussion they may have unequal revenue sharing to kind of keep the, the, the schools, you know, that would be the most attractive for the Big Ten, Oregon, Washington, perhaps Stanford, um, you know, reward them with more money. But bottom line is you're, you're not going to get anywhere close to 100 million. Um, so I understand why you want to do that. You want to keep, you know, your, your most biggest brands happy. But I, I don't think it's enough to keep them from going. So, you know, I'm sure you guys are, you know, um, you're, you're satisfied. You love what you're doing. Uh, you're committed a thousand percent to doing your job, doing your podcast, everything else you do. But if I come along and say, hey, I'm going to pay you triple the money. You're like, where do I sign on the dotted line? So that's kind of how it is with, with the Pac-12 schools, I think.
3: But the sense that you get then, Brad, is you don't believe if the Big Ten doesn't make a move in the next year to Notre Dame, stands pat. Washington, Oregon will remain in the Pac-12 in your mind, and the Big 12 will be unlikely in poaching maybe the four corner schools per se that have been rumored: Utah, Colorado, and the Arizona schools. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. Look, I mean, anything. But one thing I've I've learned is anything is possible. So the the the. the which, if you're looking at it from those four schools' mindset is if there's no movement in the, in the Pac-12 and you feel very confident the Big Ten's not going to do anything, so what benefit do you have leaving the Pac-12 schools to go to the Big 12? Um, do you feel like you're going to make more money? Are you going to make a million more a year? Are you going to make $20 million more? more? Um, is it enough that it's going to be substantial enough? to change conferences um you're obviously leading a league where you've had you know the same same makeup of schools for except for colorado and, and utah you've had the same makeup of schools for dozens of years so um you know usually presidents aren't that um knee-jerk reactive to things like that but bottom line is if they can go, if they can go to the Big 12 and make substantially more money than staying in the Pac 12, then I think they would do it. Even if the Big Ten doesn't do anything, if the money is similar to the Big 12, it's not a not a big increase. Obviously, if it's less money, they're not going to go. Then they would probably rather just stay put. Uh, but again, things have changed so much. Uh, you know, I talked to Mac Brown at ACC Media Days, and he said, you know, Brett and Last three years, I've seen more changes in college athletics than I have my previous 45 coaching, and, um, you know, he's right. And so unless something just really weird happens concerning the Pac-12 and and Big 12 future media rights and one conference gets a huge, huge number over the other one, um, then everyone may just stay put if the Big 10 decides not to add anybody.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Brett, who do you feel like if we do get to a point where it, it seems like most people think that eventually this will play out like the NFL sort of model, right? If the AFC, the NFC, Fox, ESPN, SEC, Big Ten... If and when we do get to that point, what schools in the Big 12 do you think are most well positioned to, to get a lifeboat to either like a 24-team Big 10 or a 24-team SEC? How would you kind of like power rank uh, the, the Big 12 schools in terms of their desirability there?
2: It's hard to say because it would matter which conferences would be seeking schools. Like, you know, if the Big 10 looking at schools, um, you know, AAU membership is important. Kevin Warren, you know, told me that they would prefer their, their any future members be members of the, the AAU, which is a, you know, prestigious academic standing among universities. Um, but he said it would not be a requirement. So uh, I believe Kansas is an AAU school. I don't have the list. You guys may know off the top of your head who are AAU universities in the Big 12. So those guys certainly would probably get um, serious consideration you also have to consider with your question is, is, are the ACC teams available? Uh, if they're not, then obviously that's going to make the big 12 teams more attractive. If the ACC teams are available, um, you know, they're probably going to be swatted after the ACC teams just because of academics and also for geography reasons. Although, yeah, I know USC, UCLA for the big 10, geography doesn't mat- matter anymore. Uh, so I can't, I don't think, you can simply say, and look, I'm an Oklahoma State grad. You, I don't think you can simply say, "Hey, Oklahoma State's definitely going to the Big Ten or definitely going to the SEC." I don't think it's that simple. Um, you know, the other factor is concerning the SEC. Up until they brought Texas in with Texas A&M, although Texas A&M was kicking and screaming and hollering, trying to trying to keep Texas out, they they kind of had a longstanding. Um, not really a policy, but kind of just a philosophy that they would not add schools to a state where they already had a pre-existing member. Well, so if that's the case, Texas the exception, of course, um, you know, would that mean they would not have any interest in Oklahoma State? Would that mean they would not have any interest in any of the Texas schools? Would that mean they would not have any interest in... um, you know, taking both Kansas and Kansas State, maybe they would just want one of them. Th- those are just so many unknowns. I don't mean I hate when people don't ask, answer questions. I'm not trying to sit on the fence, but I'm just being very honest. I I, I can't I don't know, and I can't specifically say. Uh, you know, Iowa State is definitely going to the SEC, or Iowa State's definitely going to the, to the Big Ten, because there's just so many different factors in play on what what a Other schools are available, but certainly if you're in a state that does not have a current Big Ten or SEC member, I think your chances with everything else being equal are better than if you're in a state that already has an existing SEC or Big Ten member.
3: Brett, kind of a a two-part question here. I'm curious what people in the industry have thought of Brett Yormark and the hire that the Big 12 made there as the new Big 12 commissioner. It um, sounds like he's got a relationship with the Big Ten Commission, Kevin Warren, who you spoke about. And then also at Pac-12 Media Days, you were there. Uh, George Klyovkov, uh, probably messed up his name. I always do that. But he made some comments going after the Big 12 and came from a kind of defensive position, it seemed. Uh, what did you make of that? And did you get a sense that the Big 12 has been in heavy talks with some of these Pac-12 schools? And maybe that's why he came out so defensive. Uh I know
2: that, you know, and it's been it's been reported, it's all over the place, that obviously that big twelve, whether it's presidents, whether it's consultants, you know, whatever you want to term, people with with interest in the Big Twelve have reached out to Pac Twelve Schools. And, you know, George was is kind of taken aback by that, which is kind of funny to me because He's like showing text messages and emails that, um, you know, big 12 people have reached out to Pac-12 people. But then, you know, if he's having these same conversations with San Diego State about them possibly coming on board to the Pac-12, how is that any different? You know, it's like, well, it's okay if I do it, but I don't want anybody else to talk to my school. So, you know, that's going to happen. It's always happened. People talk to people's coaches when they're under contract. You know, that's just the way it is. Um, the thing about, you know, him taking on the Big 12 is I, I actually understand his his uh, strategy there. Because the, even though the Big 10 the one that basically, you know, is a puppet master, has the the future of his conference at their fingertips, he's smart enough not to try to get into a public or verbal battle with the Big 10. Because it would be it would be like taking on Godzilla with a with a plastic fork, you know you, you you've got no shot. However, the Big Twelve, he knows that if there are only going to be four power conferences in the future, that it's going to be Big Ten, SEC, and ACC because those guys are locked together for so long. So it's it's going to be you know the Big Twelve of the Pac Twelve. So he's basically trying to. Um, you know, show that his conference is better than his than than the Big Twelve because I think, and he's right. He realizes that if we only get down to four power leagues, the Big Twelve and the Pac Twelve both will not survive. Only one of them will survive. So I think that's why he was so aggressive and and um, you know, kind of took some shots against against the Big Twelve and has kind of been you know waging his own war against the Big Twelve. as he as he said, because you know, the Big Twelve has been quote lobbing grenades at him. Um, you know, since since he took over. So I just if, if the Big Twelve are lobbing great grenades, I don't I don't know what you would call uh, what the Big Ten did to him.
1: <laughs> yeah, a little, little more extreme. I if you have a second, what what have you heard on on Brett Yormark and what the industry thinks of him with with the Big Twelve?
2: Yeah, uh, well, you know, August August first was his. First day on the job, so the the Big 12 uh, is is still in business. Um, I I don't believe the Pac-12 has has started shopping for Big 12 schools yet. Um, You know, to be very honest, when he was hired, I thought, what a cool first name. But I never never really heard of the guy. Um, I got a chance to meet him at Big 12 Media Days. Seems very sharp, very aggressive. Uh, he, I I can tell he knows that he's not just going to sit there and sit back and wait and see what happens. I think he's smart enough, and I know the, the ADs have also gave him their two cents that, you know, look, the last kind of round of realignment, we kind of sat back and let things happen. I think everybody at, at the, in the Big 12 conference from the presidents on down know that they've got to be aggressive. Um, does it mean that, that they're going to survive? Does it mean they're going to get all other talks, not necessarily. It's a lot for them the And that there's no 12. You know, if I would have been talking to you guys a couple of years ago when the OU Texas stuff broke, that was kind of the, you know, that's kind of what the prediction was for the Big 12. And it, and it made sense. How in the world is the Big 12 going to stay together? They're going to lose, lose schools. And then what's kind of ironic is the Pac-12 sits there and discusses about taking schools from the Big 12, Oklahoma State, some of the Texas schools, um, you know, Kansas or Kansas State, I can't remember the whole list. And the Pac-12 president said, no, nah, we don't want to be aligned with them. That that decision may ultimately <laughs> end up, um, you know, having huge implications regarding the future of the Pac-12 if the Big 10, you know, decides to come Come in and swoop some more schools out because if they would have added the schools that they talked about, who knows what would have been left of the Big Twelve, and then the the Pac twelve, even after losing USC and UCLA, would have been in a much stronger position than whatever would have been left of the Big Twelve, which I'm sure would have been some kind of merger or you know shotgun wedding with the American. God knows what that would be like. So uh, yeah, I think Brett's your original initial question. Um, Brett, uh, the other Brett, is going to uh, is going to be aggressive and you know do what he can, and I think he's got the support of presidents to do that, and certainly trying to get some schools from the Pac-12. I'm sure is the is the top of his wish list.
1: I we'll definitely love hearing that and uh, love getting a chance to talk with you here, Brett. Thank you so much for uh, taking some time with us. Really appreciate and enjoy uh, your reporting. Keep up the great work, and uh, we'll. We'll see. You know, who knows what happens with realignment? We may be talking to you uh, uh, eventually once again if, if everything shifts.
2: Yeah, probably five minutes after you after you post this, you know, all hell yeah. will break loose and there will be a twenty fourteen Big Twelve. So just just call me back. We'll uh, we'll redo it.
1: Okay, <laughs> sounds great, Brett. We appreciate it. Take care.
2: Thanks, guys.